Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back. Episode 146, 146 Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We love you. We welcome you back. Uh, we're going to jump right into our Easter Keeping It Real today. Uh, our topic is mental health awareness. And so for the month of May is what? Mental Health Awareness Month. So, um, but it's really every day. They always have these months and these days. That's what it does. But we, we need to be aware of this all the time. So I'm going to start off with 988. What is she talking about? 988. So we dial what? 911 for emergencies. Suicidal line, mental health crisis line, 988. I want you to put that in your spirit and remember it because you never know you know you're gonna need this hotline. It's 24-hour hotline, 988. No matter where you are, any time or day, you can call that hotline. You can get some phone numbers or resources or just somebody to talk to, whether you're on the end of needing help or trying to help somebody. 988. And so Mental health awareness is, uh, it started in 1949 for this Mental Health Awareness Month of May. The, the NAMI, who is that? The National Awareness of Mental Health observed this since 1949. So I started looking this up. I'm like, wow, the Jim Crow laws, they didn't they abolish to what? 1964, the voting rights, 1965. So what does that tell you? That was going on way before we even got our freedom. But my point is that there's no limit to the status of mental health. It attacks everyone. It affects everyone. This, this stigma, we have to fight this all together. So no matter the diagnosis, your appearance, your economic status, your background, any of your abilities, mental health is real and mental health is diverse and it's attacking everyone, okay? And so what is uh, mental health diagnosis? Easter. What is it? These are some of the diagnoses. And I have four pages on, on this. I want you to get your, your pens and paper out. I want you to look these things up too. Bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, mood disorder, eating disorder, personality, personality disorder, psychosis, anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsion disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, paranoia, disassociation and disassociative disorder, and a sleep and awake disorder. These are, and there's more, there's more. Those are just uh, to name a few of them. Okay, so how many people are suffering from mental health? They kind of stopped with when the pandemic hit because it went out of control. We know that when people were staying at home, it just spiraled out of control. So they stopped really at 2021 when I was researching this. One, so this research is from 2021. One out of every five adult, we're not talking about kids, 18 and older adult in the US live with a mental disorder, a mental illness. 57.8 million in 2021. 57.8 million, and that's not even counting the children or the ones who don't go to the hospital, because we know a lot of people don't, especially us as Hebrew Israelites. A lot of times we don't go to the hospital. We feel like we can handle on our own. 
which is which is not good. The suicide is the 12th leading leading cause of death. 12th leading cause of death. In 2020, 45,979 died of suicide. 45,979 people killed themselves. 1.2 million in 2020 attempted to kill themselves. 1.2 million people attempted to kill themselves. Mental health awareness is real. Mental health is real and you're not alone. A lot of people feel like they're alone. They feel like they want to, sh they're shamed that they need to cover it up. Those numbers should tell you that you are not alone in this fight. Who are the most people who commit suicide? Middle-aged white men, they commit suicide. 69.68% of suicides were from white males. 52.83 use firearms. We already know that's a problem. They use firearms to commit suicide. We're praying for these families that have experienced this. We sending out prayers for them. And that's why we're talking about this. And we want to discuss this because it's, it's a real issue. People are dying. And I read that uh, in the Black community, it's, the, it's become the third leading cause in the Black community of death. Three. It's 12 in the United States. But in the black community, the third one, because now they're picking up the statistics again and they're it's spiraling out of control. Okay. What's the signs? And when I go over the signs, I'm like, everybody experienced this, but it's excessive. You can start hearing it when people talk. You have to open up your ears. You have to get ask God for a discernment because your job is to serve. And if you're not serving, if you're not helping anybody, then you're not doing God's work, period. It's not all about you. You are here to serve and protect. Whew. Help me, Holy Spirit. The signs of mental illness, depression, sad and down, delusional, confused, can't understand, aggressive, aggression, a personality change. You see changes in people. You start saying, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, well, the first time, you're, oh, I'm praying for you, brother and sister. But at some point, you're going to say, we got a problem here. And I'm, um, I'm not qualified to help them. When you get to that, you know there's some disorders going on. Anxiety. Talking about when people start talking about, I'm trapped and I'm having unbearable pain. Like when they have cancer, a lot of times they get suicidal. You hear about them killing themselves all the time. They're in a lot of pain or they feel trapped mentally. They say I'm a burden to other people. They increase their use of uh, alcohol and drugs. They start being reckless. You know, people out here, they, they, they don't come home. You married to them and they won't come home. That's reckless behavior. They can't control themselves. They're going through something. What you going to do, lock them out or you going to help them? Now, at some point, you know, but we're not going to go into that. We're not talking about that. But we're talking about mental illness where you can tell the difference. Uh, sleeping too much or too little. You should be getting eight hours. If you, they're sleeping all the time or they're not sleeping enough, 
at some point they're going to become delusional. They're not getting enough sleep. Withdrawal or feeling isolated. They don't go anywhere anymore. They don't answer their phone. They rage and they seek revenge. They're talking about killing people. You hear about those shooters. They're in a rage most of the time. They went back from their childhood and start shooting up people in the school. And they didn't graduate 10 years. And they go back to the school. Rages. Rants. I'm talking about extreme, like out of control, where you, you, you know, you're afraid to talk to them. Extreme mood swings. Their sex drive changes. You have a partner, something going on. Uh, suicidal thinking and body pain. Sometimes it comes out, I was reading like pains in their body and their stomach and their headache and their vomiting. They'll start giving off signs too. So you have to watch in the physical too when you're around that person. Okay. Treatment. What's the treatment, Easter? Now, I can go into why. Well, let's start with the treatment. I told you 988. That's annoying in her voice. 988. I want to be annoying. I'm doing it on purpose so it can stick in your head. 988. The suicidal crisis line, 24-hour hotline. See a doctor. These are treatments. Psychiatric treatment. That's they diagnose you and they, they talk to you. Psychologists, those are the ones that are medical to get a license to give you medication. Social workers, they keep in contact with you and see how you're doing, especially when you go into a facility. Family members, that's part of your treatment. You're going to need family and friends. Medications, some of the medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, mood uh, stabilizers, antipsychotic. And then there's natural medications that Sister Lisa is going to tell you about. Brain stimulation treatments. There's brain stimulation treatments. Psychiatrical hospitals. Sometimes you need to go into a facility to get the medication in your body because you're out of control. You're harm to yourself. You're harm to other people. Can't nobody help you. They'll take you into those places and get your medication stabilized in your body. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Substance misuse treatment, drug and alcohol facilities. And last one, call your pastor, your minister, your spiritual leader, your rabbi. These are spiritual attacks. They're spiritual attacks. Ask Elijah in the Bible. Let's talk about the Bible. And so, you know, uh, if you go to 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19, we can read about Elijah. He was depressed. He was one of the greatest heroes in the Bible. He went through depression. Uh, you know, Queen uh, Jezebel, she wanted him dead and he ran into the wilderness under this tree. And this angel, he wanted, he was like, kill me, God, because I, I just can't with these people. That is depression. And then he went to sleep. Depression. An angel came to him and said, get some, some food and water. Nourishment. Your body can't fight anything without being nourished. That angel came to him and said, you need to eat and drink. That's the first step. 
And I, I'm, I'm going to need you to wake up and move around too. So he ate and drank. The, the angel encouraged him. Then he went back to sleep. The angel came to him again and said, eat and drink and get up and go on your journey. Eat and drink and move around. Think about that. There's nothing new under the sun. The Bible has the answer. The people is just in a different time. It just comes back in a circle, right? And then he journeyed into the mountain, the mountain of God, uh, Horeb, right? And God had to talk him out of the cave. He still was going through depression. Tell him to come on out the cave. It's real. And I want to read this letter that somebody wrote about Elijah real quick. And it says, uh, I just found this letter as I was going through things. It says, when I'm depressed, I feel hopeless, alone, afraid, like a failure. Occasionally, I blame myself for my situation. I have thoughts to harm myself, sometimes of suicide. While I may overeat, I often don't do nourish myself. By doing these things, I enjoy and find meaningful. While I, let me read, read that. While I may overeat, I don't nourish myself by doing things I enjoy and find meaningful. Instead, I sleep and watch Law and Order. This person's going through depression. And they said, similarly, instead of feeling victorious like Elijah, I feel hopeless, alone, and afraid like he did at one time. I, have, I had low self-esteem and wanted to die. He wanted to sleep. And he had to be encouraged and he had to get up and be nourished himself. Elijah, a prophet, a biblical hero, a person of faith was seriously depressed. This is the part you want to catch. I find comfort in my supporters who don't blame me, but listen non-judgmentally. Invite me to nourishing activities. Encourage me to continue my journey to recovery. Some may think of these supporters as angels. I experience them as God's presence with me. That's who you want to be. You want to be that person that doesn't hold, that holds them blameless, listens to them, don't be, and be non-judgmental about it. Invite them to nourishing activities to eat and drink and encourage them to get up and move around in their recovery. You want to be their angel. I'm going to leave you with two scriptures. <clears throat> I'm going to go to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And all the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart, minds, through our Yahshua. That's being thankful, being anxious for nothing. And I experience it too. Sometimes things get overwhelming. I'm pulled around. I say, Easter, take a deep breath. Breathe. Breathe. Stop. Give this to God because you're going to run yourself out. Take a deep breath. Move a little slower and give it to God. It's all in his time. He controls it all. Put it in his hands. It's too big for you.
Sometimes things and situations can take my breath away. And I literally have to tell my mind to tell my body to breathe. Talking about this, breathe. You're going to have to do that and give it to God and have faith and trust him. It may not happen overnight, but I promise you it'll happen. Deliverance and healing. There's one more I want to give you. First James 1, 1 through 8. First James 1, 1 through 8. <clears throat> I'll start at two. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the test of your faith produces patience. Then I just say that, but let patience have its perfect work that you, you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Thankful, you're lacking nothing. You got up this morning, you're able to function, you're in a sound mind. You gotta be thankful for those things. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives it all liberally and without reproach. Okay. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, nor he who doubts is like a wave okay. of the sea driven and tossed in the wind. But let not man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all ways. I think, God, you might heal me. It might be something that, that you can help me with. I, I don't know, God, if you can get me through this. A double-minded man is unstable in all ways. God is a healer. He's a protector. He's going to get me through this. I'm going to have patience. I got to eat. I have to drink. I have to get around of people that's going to help me from doctors and family members, positive people. Not people who's leeching off me and taking more of my energy because the walls are closing in. God will find my hiding place. He's a healer. There's nothing too big for him. Yahshua's sitting on the right hand. He's advocating for me. He's filling in the gap. There's nothing too big for my God. This is just a test. He said it right here in the Bible. I didn't make that up. Help me, Holy Spirit. I don't care what those situations were. It's about what it is right now. I am not embarrassed to take my medication. I am not embarrassed to get the treatment. I am not embarrassed to dial 988. I will take time to help my brother and sister who's going through the situation. Oh, I, I, I got to work and I, and I got to do this. And I had an agenda, D.O. agenda. People are dying and they need you. Let that stuff wait. Take a little pay cut a day off to help somebody. God is your provider anyway. He gave you that job anyway. What, you got a, a business brunching to go to? While somebody is on their last breath dying, ready to jump off a bridge, ready to shoot themselves, ready to take medication. Who are you? Serve and protect. Love. 
Love is kind. Love is patient. Love endures. Don't tell me you love me and you don't have time for me. Love is an action. No child left behind. No soul left behind. If, 90, if, if, if you have 100 sheep and one go astray, you going to leave it? God said, go get it. The angels of the heaven rejoice after the one sheep. If you can just save one life. This is a serious hour. This is a serious topic. Well, why am I experiencing this Easter? Because there's generational curses. There's, there's things that have happened to you. People have been raped. Things have happened to them. They haven't dealt with them. They've covered them up and it, it found its way out. There's alcoholic that your parents and drugs that they've done that you don't even have nothing to do with that gives you a chemical imbalance. There's spiritual attacks. You've, you've attracted or, or, or went to something and got involved with something and it has taken you over spiritually, your mind. There's a lot of things out there. But nothing's too big for God. Nothing's too big for our Yahweh. And there's things he's given you in this world to help you. Well, if I go, he can just help me at home by myself. No, sometimes you got to go and do things. He's sending the boat, get on the boat, get the doctor, get the family member, get some help, take your medication. All these things he's put here on earth for you to utilize. It's like a job. Oh, God's going to give me a job. But you're going to sit on the couch and don't apply and don't go to the interview? Come on now. It's going to take some work on your part. And it's going to take a work on other people's part to help you. You got to open up your mind. Childish things. God said, let that go. You are, you are eating meat now. Because your life is on the line and other people's life is on the line. This is a serious topic today. It's real. I just wanted to talk about this. Because you, you know someone, everybody knows someone or they're that person or they've experienced it sometime in their life. I know at my mother's funeral, I didn't remember nobody there. And when I looked at the book, it was so many people there, I couldn't even send out the cards and thank you cards. That's how fragile your mind is. It can snap at any time. We have got to wake. We have, we have got to wake up. That's part, this is part of it. The mics are open. I know, uh, Minister Daniel, you had something you wanted to say, and then the mics are open. Well, keeping in tune with what you were saying, the fact that we are not immune from mental health or mental issues, you know, and, and as I was dwelling upon it, you know, that, that very word came to mind, the fact of dwelling, that it depends on what you dwell on. You know, because I was thinking or making the assumption I've never really suffered with mental issues until I realized that was not true. So we are not immune to, to our mental health issues. 
Um, we all are prone to it. And then I, I thought for a brief moment when when my daughter was was um, stillborn, how my mind, because now you're being consumed with it. And so that's when I came up with the word of dwelling that you have to be very careful what you choose, choose to dwell on because the mind could play such a trick on you that something that is not real becomes so real that it consumes you. And for a while, I, I was so much thinking about her in terms of what she would miss, what I would not get to do with her, that your mind starts to play tricks and you start to imagine things and start to take on concepts that are not real. But if you dwell there, you could be led down to a place where you harm your very own self. You know, and, and so that's what came to mind as I was thinking on, on mental issues, how it's just but a moment in time, like you said, where your mind takes you down a hole that consumes you to the point it becomes your reality. And once it becomes your reality, you cannot see beyond that. So you don't necessarily see what's real. You have created your own reality. And, and that could really, again, produce a, a harmful effect. You know, but I'm thankful, as you said, um, in the word, it says that the Lord is near those who have a broken heart and save such as have a, a contrite spirit. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that we are not immune and we do go through those situations and, and God doesn't forsake us. In fact, he tells us he will never forsake us, nor will he ever leave us. Mm -hmm. You know, he's still near those of us who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. In fact, he continues to, to pull us because he wants to shake us out of that fake reality we have created for ourselves. The fact that he told us to be not anxious or think not for tomorrow, what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna eat. If mm -hmm. I take care of the grass of the field and the lilies of the field, how much more will I be concerned for you and provide for you and be there for you? Mm -hmm. You know, but I think also, it's also helpful to have people near you who are observant and will pull you sometimes out of that reality you have created for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because as we start to dwell on a certain thought that takes you into your own self, creating your own reality. We need to be surrounded by people that would recognize that isolation that we have now created for ourselves and will mm -hmm. pull us out. It's very easy for me to talk to my wife. So I'm very thankful that, that she's there. And, and the, the humility to also know that you are going through a situation and being willing enough to say, hey, this is where my mind is. You know, because sometimes for a brief moment, you realize the downward spiral that you are in. Mm -hmm. And so it's helpful to have people around you that you could just tap on their shoulder and they will talk to you. No judgment, but just listening and hearing where you are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's perfectly okay to say, I don't really want you to say anything. I just need you to listen because <laughs> we've had that conversation too. Because a lot of times people are trying to help, but it's more helpful if you could just allow that person to speak and pull themselves out of whatever situation that is consuming them, mm -hmm. you know? So, so again, I'm very thankful to have people around that you could just be honest with. And again, no judgment, you just talk. And sometimes that in itself will get you out of the situation. But again, yeah. if you choose not to talk to people, like you said, you could go to a doctor and also know that God is near. He said, he'll never leave you, no, he forsake you. Mm -hmm. And if you were concerned about people putting your business out there, I think you could just open up. But talking is very helpful mm -hmm. to get out of that mindset that is pulling you down. Yeah, that's true. I, I think um, also one of the things that are helpful is to not all the time will the person in need um, be able to come to you or even want to come to you and say, 
I'm going through this or I'm feeling this way. So sometimes it is as we are our brothers and our sisters keeper. Sometimes it's imperative of you to, to be paying attention to the inflections in their voice. If they're sounding, if they're not sounding right, or if they, um, you know, they're looking away or like you said, the habits, you know, that, that they normally would have, it just seems like it's, they're deviating from them, but not in a good light. I know I would have said, oh, I, I haven't went through, you know, any like a, a, I guess, diagnosed depression, but we've all had moments of depression where if we're not careful, it could go too far. And that was something that like years ago, you know, the most high revealed to me that like all the things that we experience in temporary moments, all it takes is for them to be stretched out for you to be going through the same thing that you see one of your brothers or your sisters struggling with, you know, and I know in that moment when I was a teenager and I was going through what my mom and my dad were watching me, like what's up with her. And I just became withdrawn and stuff. And, and I tend to, at, because I, t I always say I'm an introvert, extrovert. So as much as I'm la, 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 la talking now, I'm going to need a moment after this to not say anything <laughs> once these cameras go off. And you could probably even remember initially, I wouldn't even have the camera on. I'd just be like, no, let's just keep the black screen. I'm good right there. But um, so I can be that way. I can, you know, have laughed in everyone's face and and had to, and then come home, turn off the lights and and lay down. I've I've done that. Sometimes it's a spiritual thing where it's just me and Yah. But this one, she knew it was different. She was like, no, 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 this is different. This is not my baby. And she had me. I'm not only when she felt like what she was doing wasn't that first of all, she gave me something to write with. And then she um and said, write your thoughts down. If you don't want to tell it to me, write them down in this book you know, but, but get them out somehow, please. And then she, um, she spoke with our youth leader at the time and, and she, which was someone that we found it easier to talk to at times. And was like, something's up with her and you need to have a conversation with her because, you know, maybe you'll be able to draw it out. And somewhere in between there, the most high did his thing. But, um, of course, if he went through with the, the stillbirth, I, I was the one giving the birth. So, you know, that I, um, went through with that too. And, um, but the interesting thing about it is that the most high kept giving me songs. Like every time that I, my mind would start to spiral, he just kept giving me songs. He just kept giving me songs. And this is why I understand the power of a song, the power of a song, you know, in the, sometimes someone coming to you and saying all the scriptures in the world aren't helpful, but there's something about when you put it to a melody, sometimes um, there's one that would, it would go, this is what it is to be held and to know that the promises when everything fails will be held this is what it is to be held when the sacred ones are torn from life and you survive yeah, I was trying to pardon my falsetto, but I was trying to <laughs> figure out the words to it. But it's like in that moment, it's like words of it when I needed it would just keep coming and it would just keep coming. Like if, and it was like him saying to me, this is what it is to be held by the most high. This is what it is for the creator of the universe to say, I care about you and every hair on your head. And in the midst of this, I know this hurts. And I know that in this world, you will have problems just like Yeshua Hamashiach said, but I give you my peace that where I am, there you will also be. And I will be with you in the midst of the sorrow. There was a Psalm. I don't want to go too far from, um, you know, because I said I didn't have much to say. So I know you guys were expecting, but you know how I get, you know, when it comes to these things. And um, 
I was, it came to my mind. So I went and looked it up. And then I suddenly realized it's um, Psalm or Tehillim 42, that it's the, from the same verse that we love to sing that as the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship thee. And that's verse one and verse, I guess, verse two, but verse three starts and it goes into this. He's actually lamenting in a way here, but because it's put to Psalm, we don't think of it that way, but it's my brother who would always point out these ones. There's another one he used to always talk about. Why does the heathen rage? But for this one, it says, verse three, my tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say, sorry, my um, thing is kind of, while they continually say unto me, where is your Elohim? When I remember these things, and I'm reading from the Sefer portion for those who are wondering, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of Elohim with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that keep feast, kept feast days. Now, verse five is where the, the scripture that came to my mind says, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted in me? Hope in Elohim, for I shall yet praise him for the help of my of his countenance. But in order to say this verse, he had to be going through some kind of sadness. And a lot of times we like to sing the part as the deer panteth in the longing of our soul. But why was he longing? Some he was going through some things. It says, Oh Elohai, my soul is cast down within me, therefore will I remember you from the land of Yardan and of the for the hills mitzah deep calls unto deep at the noise of your water spouts all your waves and your billows are gone over me yet yahuwah will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the el of my life i will say unto el my rock why have you forgotten me why go i mourning because of the oppression of the enemy as with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is your Elohim? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in Elohim, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my Elohim. And that is the thing that I would even say, like when I was going through all of this and we've lost quite a few children and I would say, yeah, they're going to say, you know, some of them even know, you know, the word that Yah had given to me. And they're going to say to me, hope, look at me, hope thou and Yah, and you see all of the, the others, you know, who are not even putting their trust in you and they're, they're fruitful and multiplying. And this commandment that you've given unto us, I can't seem to get it done, <laughs> you know? And so I was like, yeah, they're going to look at me and say this. And I literally would have those kinds of conversations, you know, and they will say, hope thou not in Elohim or hope thou in Elohim, look at you, look at you. And we can get into that headspace of what it looks like to others. We can get into that headspace of, you know, is he not going to deliver me? We can get into that headspace, but we have to sometimes, as that song says, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. So there is your friend who will notice. There is your um, your loved one that you can talk to, but there are times where you may be in a situation where you will have to encourage yourself and you will have to speak over yourself and encourage yourself in the most high. And so I encourage you to look for these psalms when you're not feeling down. 
so that you can encourage yourself so it'll be in the back of your mind when you are feeling down because what you put in is going to come out in the time of crisis. And so if, if watching too many things is, is you know, th you need a sound mind and you need to put that away, put that away. If you need to do more meditation, do that. But know yourself and know that I have tendencies too. When I do this, I go down this direction and start to put the same way we put fences around Torah, put fences around your mind. He says, above all things, that's what Yeshua said to us, guard your heart. That's guarding this thing right here. So sometimes we have to do the diligence to protect our minds from the things that are coming from the outside, you know, and, and that's my, my take on that. I believe I'm done. I the spirit's done. So, so am I. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Daniel's family. Your testimonies will break yokes. It's not easy for us to get on here and, sh and share our moments. I told you for a moment, I didn't know anybody was around at my mother's funeral. They, they shared about their child. It's not easy for us to get on here and talk about these situations, but they're real. And we talk about them to break yokes to say, if our Yahshua and Yahweh can bring us out, he's no respecter of, of person. He can bring you out too. All of us have, have experienced some anxiety and some mental health. It's, are you going to stay there? Are you going to stay there is the question. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. He brought us out of it. He can bring you out of it through prayer, through uh, talking to people. Through whatever. She gave you some information too. We all have different experiences. I could hear my mother's voice. She would always say, you only have one day to lay there and cry and soap. After that, you kick the dust off your feet, you get you a bath, you do your hair, and you walk and you keep going forward. And I live by that. Everybody get down sometime. I lay in my bed for one day, and then after that, I'm up, I'm moving around. I put my, my makeup on. I do my hair. I smell good. You don't have to have the best of clothes, but I get up out this house and I go get me some vitamin D and I go do something. We're giving you tools. You can't stay there. It's easy to lay there and to roll over and, and want to die and play dead. And that's a cowardly way out. He hasn't equipped us Hebrew Israelites to be that of fear and coward. You have your moments, but you got to come out of that. You got to take control. People love you. It ain't even all just about you. you. You know, if you leave here, you breaking down a whole generation, your children, your family members, they going to go through depression because you're gone. That's a selfish act. Suicide is a selfish act. Then they leave people here to deal with the damaged body. And I'm just Easter keeping it real. And they fend for themselves and half of them don't even have any insurance. Let's talk about that too. Then they gotta go on uh, what they gather money to try to bury you. It's wrong. You're better than that. We're better than that. We're fighters. He's equipped us with the tools that we need. Seek him, seek them, and you will find. Sister Elisa has some natural medicines uh, you can uh, look into. And sometimes you need stronger ones. Easter keeping real. These some natural ones, and sometimes they don't work. But you can start off with that. Sister Elisa, go ahead, please. 
Are you able to hear me? Yes, ma'am. Very That's good. Uh, I thank Hashem. So I thank Hashem for the testimonies that have gone forth. Um, and I will not dare to uh, mention them again. I'm thankful for them. Uh, it's always good that you can go back and listen to this. Uh, my comments are going to be very brief. I'm only going to give you maybe one or two herbs that you can use for yourself. Uh, but as you said, sometimes stronger medicine is used or is good to break that hold. Then as you progress, uh, you can come down off of the dosage or lessen the dosage, dosage according to your physical, um, your healthcare provider or your doctor. Um, but it's always good to talk with them and see let them know how you're feeling, what's going on. Many times you will find that uh, the starter cause of um, suicide or mental illness can be a health-related issue. Some uh, the flu, even as light as the flu, um, a headache, uh, a stomach ache. If that's not cared for properly, it can progress. It will progress. And then it turns into something else. So I would advise you, it has already been said, um, to talk with someone. Because if you don't get those thoughts out of your head, they will manifest in the body. They have nowhere else to go because you didn't express them or talk to someone. You didn't tell anybody. Oh, well, I don't need to tell anybody because I can handle this myself. No, you can't. That ought to let you know if it came to you and you're not able to get rid of it, that means you need to talk to somebody. And it's not an embarrassment or an embellishment on your character. Please don't think that. It's telling someone you need help. Never be too proud to ask for help. I can't handle this, so I need to go to someone and say, what did you do? Who do you know that did what and what did they do? This is a very serious issue. I would not dare try to diagnose or medicate or do any of that. I can recommend, and it's your choice, whether you choose to take it or not. And there are just two herbs right now. I have a list here, but there are two herbs that I want to list that are good for helping depression or a mental issue that you may be dealing with. And one is alfalfa. Now, I'm sure all of you have your local um, herbs place. They're available on Amazon. You can always look them up on there. Um, uh, alfalfa is good for uh, various things. And I was looking at an, um, a video last night of a young man say, saying what um, alfalfa did. And it does help with the mind. Uh, but remember, herbs take time and especially on the concentration that you're using it they're going to take time it's not going to be a situation where you take this one day and you're good the next day that does not work it's over time so get ready for the long haul be consistent with it be consistent with it take it and you may think hey i'm okay I don't need this anymore. No, don't go that route. Lavender is another 
uh, herb that you can take. And these can be taken as teas, steam them, steep them, and drink them. Initially, you may feel a little bit of um, improvement. Hey, I'm not thinking about this. Hey, I'm not trying to go over here and, and cause harm to somebody. That stuff works. So you stay consistent. And you talk with somebody, your healthcare provider, someone that is trained in herbology, that knows about it. Because many doctors will say, I don't know anything about that. Or we spent two weeks in healthcare, in, um, in natural medicine. They are not trained in natural medicine. And I'm glad that my physicians did tell me that because I knew, okay, I got to find this out for myself. So be careful with that. Um, again, go back to your um, spiritual leader. We were, my information is coming from um, uh, Shulchan Aruch. This is what I was going to speak from today, but I'm going to be brief for the sake of time and um, ask that you go back to your spiritual consultant, someone that you trust. Don't go to everybody. Please don't tell everybody your business because everybody does not mean you well. So go back to your spiritual leader, someone you can tell, someone you can talk to, someone you feel comfortable with. Let them know the issue. Maybe they can help. Maybe they can recommend someone for you. And it confide. Don't be embarrassed because we all need help at some point, at some time with something. We are not islands. We have the beauty of Hashem of one another. Some things that you know, I don't, and I need help. I used to meet with a women's group every week and I had a personal issue and I had to get over myself. That's who you need to get over, get over yourself. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I told him, I said, look, I got this problem. I don't know where to go for help. Y'all need to help me. And so I expressed my concern and they, all of them didn't know, but a couple of them did. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that group. One of the ladies has passed on since, but their information is valuable. Meet with a support group. That's always good. Talk out your issues because you don't have all the answers. And as you, as I said, you, those of you that have uh, are aware of uh, Amazon, get on there and find list of herbs. They will flood your computer, your phone with a list of herbs that will help. And with that, I will say I'm done. Thank you so much, uh, First Lady. She gave you two. The uh, lavender and albiza. I just looked it up. A L B I Z I A off of Amazon. No, alfalfa. Alfalfa. A L F A L F A, I think it is. Alfalfa. Okay, L5. Like the little boy in the cartoon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So A L F A. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another one that come albiza. Uh, uh, a L B I Z I A. And I know you have sent that one to me too, Sister Eliza. Okay, okay. And so those are some of them you can go and look up. Uh, and she even told you she had a moment. We all have these moments. 
it's it becomes a mental health issue when they don't go away or you can't control them or it becomes extreme. You can't come out of it. And it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means you got a situation and you need some help. It's nothing that you've done. It just happens. Some people can't handle stress. They handle it differently. Or you've tucked something under and now it's coming out. It's manifesting. And you're going to have to face it and deal with it. And so I know uh, Sister Daniels, she shared that she was young. She wrote it down. Her mother had her write it down. And then she went to a church team uh, member. They're giving you some resources here. Okay. Brother D D Minister Daniels said that he talked to his wife. He prayed about it. Okay. And so... Um, the mics are open because we're going to do a, a second segment for our work, but I want to give this some time. I don't want to rush through this. If anybody have any testimonies or anything they want to say, don't worry about time. We're going to have to do a segment two today because this is a serious topic. I just wanted to add one more thing. Like when she was mentioning the herbs and taking them continuously, um, most of you might know that I take herbs for my blood pressure issues. And, and so one of the herbs that I take is actually valerian root, which helps with stress and stuff. Because when I get into stress mode, then my, my pressure can elevate and stuff. And you would okay. think like- Tell us what you take and spell it. So the listeners- B-A-L-E-R-I-N, valerian root. And I take it in the liquid form because I have a set of herbs that I take in in, in its condensed form. Or sometimes I, I actually do eat alfalfa, but I eat it in sprouted form. But I- um. When I take, I take it because when I need to have that, when I need to get to the bloodstream and the system quick. So hawthorn berry, I have in both liquid and, and solid form or tea form. Valerian root, I have in that form. But valerian root is the one that I take for any kind of stress to, to keep calm because once that calm is left me, then, then all the other things can happen, you know? And so, but my point was, is that I would have thought, and I've been through that, I've been on both sides of that, where it's like, yeah, I'm good now. I don't need to, you know, <laughs> you're just like, when am I going to have this? And then as soon as you don't, then you find out you need to. And so now I just take it every day. I just take it every day to, to just avoid that's, a, that's important. Just mm -hmm. because you feel better, don't get off your medicine. Mm -hmm. It's a lifelong fight <laughs> for some people. You yeah. got to talk to your doctor. Don't ever stop taking your medication without, uh, your physician telling you to come off that medication. You'll go back into it and it'll attack you even more than it was before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, just because you feel better, don't stop taking it. And it's not embarrassing. People take blood pressure medication. Pe people take medication for all kinds of things. Autoimmune disease, a shot because they're allergic to cold. It's just you taking a different type. That's all. It's not embarrassment. And that's what a lot of people have brought, especially in the black community. Oh, it's a sign of weakness. Oh, oh, you something wrong with you. No. People, you just have an issue. It could be a chemical imbalance in your body, lacking something. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to open up and say anything? I no, just wanted to add. Just oh. considering uh, what what has all been has been said about mental health, but mental issues. To me, um, you know, um, can be brought on by a number of things, as you said earlier. And one of the ones that I've seen in people is 
the chemical that brings about the chemical imbalances is drugs, you know, uh, drugs uh, and and trauma. Drugs and trauma are the two that I see. And and the thing about it is society, you know, for years we've gone through trauma uh, and, and it was just disregarded. There was no uh, recommendation for, for uh, psychiatric uh, help. Um, and, it, and, and we are, as a nation, as a nation of people have gone through this all of our lives, you know, and uh, so now the door is open and it's, it's a challenge for our community to come forward to express how we feel. There are even minister, people in ministry that have gone into depression, you know, um, because you just don't know. And sometimes in our families, the parents and other people just don't know what to do. don't know how to address it. What, you know, because again, it's this thing of, of how we've been uh, in society, uh, viewed in society. So it's, this is pretty much a new thing for us to actually seek out help and to have help recommended for us. You know, we could go to the doctor with mental illness and they would not even recommend you go to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. They wouldn't even do it. They send you home um, without drugs. Now, I say this also, that in those that are in ministry, that are in the communities of, that believe and trust God, it has to be, we have to understand. And I know we've come, I think that we've come to the understanding now that it's not I either or but it is both, a combination of both, the organic healing or the medical society plus our spiritual side. They have to work together. We have to work together because there's a point where the medical side, you know, there's a limit where they can go. We also have a limit on where we can go. We have to stay in our lane. And when there's a chemical imbalance, the doctors can actually, or the psychiatrist, those have been trained, right, through years of study, they can pinpoint some things and and actually prescribe the medication for it but again that's a chemical imbalance in the body that they recognize that causes certain thought processes to take place and so in the spiritual realm once we've taught all the things about you know no you're not no we don't walk in the flesh we born you know but, but we you know the weapons of warfare and our carnival, mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience. When you're in that in a crisis situation, who's going to come up with that? And then, even though you may be able to regurgitate it out of your mouth, can you actually stand on that? See, faith community has hurt a lot of people in the past. Well, we didn't have to hurt people. But that's because we didn't know. We were saying, well, just because, you know, Jesus said, he's got, but that's not all there is. You know, there are ministry. There are gifts of healing. That's why they say we have gifts of healing. You know, that's something we have to realize. He's telling you, sometimes you have to go to a healer to help along with the process. As Dr. Lisa said, they can prescribe a medication for you, can give you a, a what we call a, inject you it's like a going in medication on steroids or herbs on in steroids uh, you know just a, a that joke that can line things up again get you closer to the line but once you get back into the line now you can start introducing your your herbs and and, and things into your food because as an organic being coming from the earth 
There are minerals that we need and vitamins and things that we come that come from the earth that help balance, give us balance. And that's what we deal with in, in Torah is that balance, which we'll talk about in Simone 23, the balance that it takes with food and along with the spiritual things because they work hand in hand. That's what I like about you know our teachers in our community. We show how they work hand in hand. It's not either or, it's both, it's all together. Okay. So I'm going to stop right there. Uh, uh, uh. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. Drugs and trauma. He's right. They, they, they are the root a lot of times. And if you think poverty don't play a, 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 a role, it does. I've read up on it. People that come into poverty in the area, uh, the low, the cost of living. I, I don't know. I can't get the words out, but... Mm -hmm. They, they are more prone to suicide and having mental illness. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah, that's our community. It, it, it plays a part in it. Mm -hmm. That poverty that you mentioned is part of the lesson of um, Shulchan Aruch because if they don't have the money to buy the best food, then they rely on what they can afford. And that's not always good. That's not always the best for the body. Right, it's food, it's drugs in the area, and babies produced with drugs in their body. It, it, it's living conditions, it's uh, not getting medical treatment. It's so many things involved around that. And like I said, 1949, this, this men, uh, mental health, mental wellness must started. 49, we didn't have anything in 49. Let's talk about that. So the Jim Crow's didn't stop till 1964. So we weren't getting any treatment then. We were dealing with it and handing down that generational curse. It's a lot of things we fight against as Hebrew Israelites. People say, oh, complaining. No, that's not complaining. That's reality. That's keeping it real. And that's why I do an Easter keeping it real. There's a lot of things in you that your ancestors deal with that you're dealing with in your DNA and your body. Okay, I know, Chrissy, you were going to say something, too. The mics are open. Yeah, um, I was just, as someone who's walking through this season of um, struggling with mental health anxiety specifically, it's been um, an encouragement to hear all of the wisdom on here. Um, and just adding from my own perspective the importance of um, getting some of that out and talking to people and remembering who you are and um, that you are loved by the most high. And sometimes too, that can be really hard to, when you're walking through it, to really stand on. Um, but just having a surrounding of people who, who can help you to stand up on all of, all of these promises that we know are true. Um, and so that's been immensely important for me. And the wisdom that I've heard today has been, as I said, an encouragement as, you know, this is not over. And there are often times where you think it's over and it will come back. And if you don't get a handle on it, it will come back even more fierce. Um, and that has certainly been the case for me that I, in, you know, in my story, it's always been hormonal for just different imbalances that occur for childbirth or breastfeeding. And so 
just trying to remember that something can trigger it, but then there's also those things that um, once triggered, there's other trauma or other things that maybe were never dealt with, um, that it was just brought on by a specific instance. And so um, just being grateful for this community, being grateful for my husband, for my mother-in-law, for my family, um, and just continuing to remind myself that even though these times might seem hard, that they pass and the rain has to stop and you have to remember to do the things that can support you um, in it and then afterwards. So I just really wanted to say thank you for all of the encouragement as someone who's in it right now and remembering how powerful and purposeful this moment will be for me and my testimony and, you know, for others when I'm on the other side. So just, you know, expressing gratitude. Sister Kristen, thank you so much for speaking up. You're, you've already recovered. In yeah. order for you to get on here and talk about it, recovery is it's already done. Did you hear her? Hormones from your baby. Those brings out things too. And then you're going through hormones. Your whole body didn't change as a woman, pushing out a baby. And then what? The devil comes in and attack you with things from your past. He said, oh, I, I got her now. She got the hormones for the baby. Now I'm going to add some other stuff from her past. The devil is a liar. Sending him back to the pits of hell. Those are other things that brings those things on. It's a lot going on. And it's real. And we got to deal with it. We can't just tuck it under the rug until we fall out. Because it's like this, 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 this. You're only going to be able to take so much of that. Hmm. You know, there was a song. Bill Withers wrote a song. Y'all don't know about Bill Withers. <laughs> we all need somebody to lean on. <laughs> Sometimes in your life, we all have pain. We all have sorrow, right? We all need someone to lean on. Yeah. Just trust. Is that just trust in me, brother, when you need a hand? We all need somebody to lean on. That's a that's a powerful song. And it's relevant. You know, it is relevant. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. If, if I could chime, if I could chime in here, apologies, y'all and uh, our our guys here do our gutters. And so I've been I missed a couple of folks and what they were saying, but um I wanted to go back to uh Sister Daniels. It was amazing that you brought up that song as a deer pants or longs for the water, so my soul longs for you. Right before we got on here, my wife and I were out on a walk with the baby. And she has never once in her life heard me bring up that song or heard me bring up that, uh, sing that song. And I was, just, it just was in my spirit today and I was just singing it. And she was like, where are you getting that from? And I was like, I don't know, it's just in my spirit. Um, and I don't think I've ever heard you sing it either. And so, you know, uh, to have that in both of our spirits today, that's just, that was just awesome to hear that and just know that connection was there. Um, but the thing I wanted to say though, you know, I've gone through mental health struggles in the past, been uh, diagnosed as bipolar. Uh, different things like that. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to say that I think was really important is to protect your I am statement. And what I mean by that is a lot of folks have said it on here already, but understanding that like uh, these are moments. And, you know, I, I look at my life as like moments come and moments go. You might be a little anxious about the moment, whatever, uh, but it's just a moment. You know, it might be a moment of pain, might be a moment of joy, but it's just a moment. It's going to come and it's going to go. Um, but don't define yourself from a moment. And so not saying, you know, instead of saying I am depressed, right, I'm going through depression, you know, just rephrasing things 
And so that you're not claiming it into your I am statement and defining yourself by it. Um, that has been huge for me. Uh, just making sure that I'm always understanding that I am a child of God and I am a conqueror and I am all of these things. I may go through these different moments, but not having them be my I am statement and then having a definition of myself based off of that. Um, and that's something that, you know, I talked to my wife about as well is like, you know, we're going to be sad. We're going to be depressed from time to time. We're going to be all these different things. Uh, but, you know, more than anything, understand, I always say my problems may be big, but my God is bigger. So make sure to magnify the right things. Uh, make sure we're not magnifying our feeling. It really comes down to feelings, right? Uh, you know, you're depressed. It's like you're over, you're overwhelmed with this feeling um, and it's hard to escape from. Um, and so understanding that, like, don't be defined by our feelings and don't let our feelings take over to the point where you say, I am this, you know? Um, and so, you know, just even the small rephrasing of I'm going through or I'm experiencing rather than I am, I think can have a huge impact on just how you work through, how your brain works through certain things and how it latches on or how it detaches uh, from different feelings. Um, but, you know, that, that was a big revelation in my life is understanding, like, this all really comes down to feelings and ensuring that, you know, um, I, I rule my feelings. My feelings don't rule me. Um, and we know, and it was crazy, you know, we we're going through everything. And my wife uh, testified that she, she what she's going through. Um, we're sitting down. I never watched Joel Osteen ever. Like, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've learned to keep your mouth off profit and do my profit no harm. I've learned that. And so I, you know, I don't speak on certain stuff anymore, but just not my cup of tea, but uh, her family was here this weekend and we were just sitting down on Sunday and it was just on. So just do it on for a second. And it was mind blowing that he was talking about feelings. He was talking about the same idea of like, uh, you know, don't latch on to your feelings. And we as and he was saying as Christians, but, you know, even us, us as believers in, in general, uh, you know, we are more than our feelings. And it's biblical to make sure that we're not defining ourselves by our feelings. Um, and to make sure that we have uh, the spirit overcome these different feelings. And so it was just one of those confirmation moments where it's like, wow, you know, I've been thinking this, talking about this, and then this random thing that we would never even watch, here it is, and they're, you know, confirming it through this different outlet. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted, I really wanted to say, you know, um, and I'll get into, you know, the full, uh, the full details of everything that I've been through. I'm sure we all got stories that are so deep, we could be here for hours. Uh, talking about different things we've experienced with mental health. Um, but, you know, protect your I am statement, protect the I am statement and be sure to change the language from I am depressed. I am sad. I am this because before you know it, the thing you keep saying, I am, you will be that thing and you will, you know, you will assume those feelings. You will assume that identity. Um, and so just being sure to protect the I am statement and replace the I am those things with green thoughts. You know, I am a conqueror. I am a child of God. I am uh, Hebrew, whatever it may be for you, but just making sure to protect that statement, I think is very important as well. Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Griff. Your I am statement. Talk to the Lord, just like he's like you're talking to me, like you're sitting there talking to anyone. God, I am your child. I am healed. I, 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 I am stable. I, I am not double-minded. I, I am, just keep all these positive affirmations. 
and I keep some in my my purse. You get these little affirmations and um, put them in your wallet. And sometimes when you're feeling anxiety or negative, you start reading them. You have to be reminded sometimes because the world will, it will put all these different things and call you everything but what you really are. So thank you. Uh, he said, don't define yourself by your feelings. Get that out your head. Take a deep breath. And I do the same thing. Sometimes negative stuff, take a deep breath or the devil tried to take me. But I said, nope, take a brief deep breath. That's behind you. Look what God has done for you. Look at all the blessings. You made it another day. You're moving forward. You are thankful. And so um, we're going to do a closing prayer. Uh, Sister Daniels. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Can you do a closing prayer? Then we'll go to uh, segment two, please. Bless y'all. Hallelujah. 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 Sorry, I had to pause it for a minute. Suddenly, <laughs> someone rang our bell. I, I know. I apologize. I didn't ask you first, but I just oh, felt that's that that's quite all right. You needed to lead in the prayer. Yeah, we're supposed to always be ready, especially for that to to talk to y'all. And um, I'm not gonna grab the seder or anything like that. Um, but I will end it with y'all willing the um the ironic blessing. But I just wanted to in this situation pray. Avinu Malchenu, our Father, our King, Abba Yah, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for this is a day that you have made for us to rejoice and to be glad in it. We thank you that your word promises that you will never leave nor forsake us and you are Elohim and you keep your word. You are the I am that I am. And because you are the I am that I am and we are your children, we are able to also say that we are whatever you say we are. And your word says that we are the light of the world. Your word says that we're peculiar people rejoicing even in the midst of sorrows. Your word says fear not. Your word says that we are more than conquerors to you who loves us. And we hold to your word. We hold to these truths for you are truth. You are emet. And so we are choosing today. Yes, we have gone through some trials and tribulations. Yes, we have struggled. And some of us may still struggle at points in this life. For Yeshua said, in this world, you will have problems. But I give you my peace that where I am, there you will also be. He said, his peace, he leaves with us. So yeah, in the midst of those struggles, we pray that we will grab a hold to that peace. We pray that we will seek your face for more guidance on how it is, what it means to grab on hold onto that peace, that you will give us insight and details in what it looks like in our lives to hold on to that peace. Oh, Father, because you are love and you are kindness and you are patient, and we thank you for that. And we want to look like our father. We want to, oh father, take on that spirit that you have given us of love and power and a sound mind. So teach us, Yah. Teach us as you have been teaching us. Show us, Yah, as we walk with you. As we walk with you, show us 
show us the direction and lead us in a plain path, direct us, order our steps. As we say each morning, blessed are you, Yah, who orders the footsteps of man. We trust in that. We trust that you are that. And we are grateful that you are that. You are all of that and more. And so rest upon us. Show us your favor. Show us your way. We thank you for the example we have in Yahusha HaMashiach of what it looks like to live out your Torah. Open our minds that we might be able to understand how to interpret that and to apply that to our lives. Father, for we know that the mind is important, so important that you told us to guard it, to put a fence around it. And we know you cherish it. We know that you cherish us. And we thank you for that this day. We are grateful to be yours. We are grateful to be yours. We are grateful to be yours. We ask these things. And if I fail to ask for something that you see that some of us need or one of us needs, we pray that you would still grant it, O Yah, our strength and our redeemer. Mishem Yahusha Hamashiach. Amen and hallelujah. Amen. And the Most High said to Aharon to speak unto the children of Israel and tell them they are to put this blessing and put a blessing upon them. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the beautiful prayer. Thank you for all the testimonies to the mental health awareness. We know the month of May, but we want you to exercise this every day. We pray that something we've said will save lives, that it goes into the atmosphere and healing will take place. We love you. Uh, tune in for part two. We're going to go ahead now and get our word. So part two, tune in. Rabbi Afshalom Ben Yaakov will bring our word. Thank you. Leave comments and share. Please share. Amen. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.